It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome back to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. Today on the program, we're going to be talking about the Acceleration Program. And that is from uh, and through Ontario Creates. And the Acceleration Program is, uh, the objective of that is to invest in new and emerging Black and Indigenous-owned music businesses that demonstrate high potential for economic and cultural impact. So pay attention. There is a deadline coming up uh, in January, and we're going to be telling you about that and many other things as well. But joining me on the show to talk about that is Aisha Wickham. She is a program consultant in the Ontario Music Office at Ontario Create. So it's a pleasure to welcome Aisha to the show. Aisha, welcome. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. And so now, as I just said in talking about this, uh, the objective of the acceleration program, um, there's a couple of things that jumped out at me there. But before we get there, why was it why, why was it uh, something that Ontario Creates thought was needed, that this kind of program uh, would be a good idea to do at this time? Well, um, Ontario Creates is an agency of the government of Ontario that uh, supports the creative industries, uh, such as music, book, magazine, film, television, and interactive digital media. Um, and it, it has an economic development focus, so it's more focused on company development. And there are a number of funding programs that support artists directly, mm. which we do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we wanted to do was expand the, the music ecosystem to incorporate more, more companies in the music space. And, you know, we recognize that systemic racism uh, and other barriers have continued to affect particular communities, especially Black and Indigenous communities. And so a targeted program is is new for us, but it's one of those things that we've evolved uh, towards over time in recognition of the fact that targeted investment will result in tangible growth that's measurable. And so we decided to launch this program earlier this year, um, and I'm happy to be here to talk about it. Great. I now what you just said there. I want to just clarify what you you identified there was more music companies, and this is more business related. So that's really interesting. Um, as you just said, there are many programs out there supporting the artists. This is sort of the 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 background, the the backbone that supports the artists that you're looking at helping to promote. Is that correct? That's correct. So there's a number of studies and you know anecdotal data about the lack of representation in both in senior management roles in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, as well as company ownership and entrepreneurship, uh, diversity across uh, BIPOC identities. Um, and and so in terms of uh, us looking at how can we expand that issue, um, expand access to company ownership, um, the fund is really targeted towards businesses that support the artists. So, you know, labels, managers, publishers, concert promoters, booking agents, but also record studio owners, producers, um, owners of podcasts and and original content platforms. We're looking at how can we help the industry as a whole grow and create more opportunities for artists as a result of that. Okay. Now... Having said that, in, in what you just identified in terms of the businesses, it, it also says in here in the overview, it says uh, n- new or emerging. So how does that fit in with the idea of, of what you were just saying? 
So we're, we're looking for entities that have at least a year of existence mm-hmm. in terms of being a registered business with okay. a master business license, which mm-hmm. is, is relatively easy and accessible to attain. Um, generally, we support incorporated companies and we do encourage that. At a, at a more advanced stage of growth. But for this particular program, a master business license, which is um, showing that you have a registered sole proprietorship or partnership. Mm-hmm. And uh, one year is is what we consider to be new and emerging, but it could be a, a company that has uh, quite a track record that has not been eligible to apply for some of our other music programs. We do have a pretty robust uh, program called the Ontario Music Investment Fund which is a much larger fund that supports the entire Ontario music ecosystem. Um, but we, we do recognize that there are still some stakeholders that are not as included in that ecosystem as we would like. And so we've launched this program to, to try to hit at a, a broader base of eligible applicants who can then tap in and, and potentially grow to eligibility for our other music programs mm-hmm. or, or continue to be su- supported through this program. All right. Now, if people are listening and we've already sparked your interest, if you want to check this out, you can go to ontariocreates.ca and uh, there you can find a list of, of some of these things, including Acceleration Program. Uh, click on that and scroll down and you'll find out uh, more about the the program as well as it'll lead you to other things like, for instance, the application that you have to fill out as well. Now, the other thing I found really interesting in here that you also are looking for is jurors um, to be on here. Can you, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So uh, as part of the program design, we we sort of reviewed some key areas of what are the important components of how we build this, this program mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, having transparency and building trust with, um, with Black and Indigenous communities. And so one of the areas was um, design and accessibility and one of the areas was was seen to be um having an external jury system that would evaluate applications along with the staff at ontario creates through our music our ontario music office and so we're going to be having an open call for for jurors and we're seeking to have um jurors to evaluate applications from black owned companies as well as jurors to evaluate um, applications from Indigenous applicants and to ha- to have a Black and Indigenous-led component to the assessment process was seen to be an important component of um, the accessibility and transparency of the program. Mm, okay. Uh, if we it's, have time, I'd like to come back and talk a little bit more about that, about what you're looking for in, in the sure. juror selection, how many, and those kind of things. But let's get back to talk a little bit more about uh, the key uh, goals of the program. Uh, as you said, it's an enhancing capacity for emerging Black and Indigenous-owned music businesses to strengthen the support of critical stages in the careers of these uh, as and well as well as um, uh, enable the next generation of black and indigenous music industry professionals to create high quality content and re, uh, retain intellectual property ownership and control over their own uh, narratives now in in the application process I noticed that uh, it it also talks about self-identification uh, you want to talk a little bit more about that Yes. So um, we recognize many, many companies uh, might be sole owned by one person, but there also could be partnerships with with multiple owners. Mm. Um, So we provide uh, applicants with the opportunity to uh, identify um, 
how they identify and companies that are owned or businesses that are owned by multiple people um, must be at least 50% owned by black and or indigenous uh, representatives. Mm -hmm. And so we provide that as an opportunity for for self-identification in the application process. All right. Now the application opens on on December 15th and um, it's gonna be uh, closing on January 26th of 2022 at 5 p.m. And that's a hard deadline, correct? You won't think people have to have applied by that time. That is correct. So um, up until that date, you can certainly apply sooner than that. Um, as you mentioned, applications do open on December 15th, and we are hosting a couple of information sessions, which you can register for on our website, where we get into uh, great detail of the application process, how much you can apply for, how to structure your application, and a little bit of a walkthrough of the online application portal just to to sort of demystify the the application process and, and to provide an opportunity for, for questions to be asked in that forum. But yes, the final deadline is 5 p.m. on January the 26th. Right. And and if people do have questions, then there is also a contact number for people to call through. Is that correct? And, and, and have their questions answered with someone? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So we have a, a dedicated email address, which is acceleration at ontariocreates.ca. Uh, we ask people to send their, their messages there and you can certainly book a call with me to, to talk through the specifics of your situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely really encourage applicants to attend the information sessions to get a really both a high level and, and deep dive into what the application process looks like. And then from there, if there's particular questions about your specific business and eligible costs and how to structure your application, um, we will be um, able to book a call to, to talk through those things. So you just need to schedule that. Um, and we do encourage that to happen at, at least two weeks ahead of the deadline, just to give yourself an opportunity to, to plan um, and get the answers you need to help you submit the strongest application possible. Mm. Now, as you said, uh, there's information sessions, one on Wednesday, the, December the 15th, and, and that's from 4 to 5 p.m. If you miss that one, there is another one, and that is coming up on Tuesday, January the, the 11th, uh, also at 4 to 5 p.m., and uh, there is a registration required for those information sessions. And I'm guessing that if you, uh, yeah, if you click on the registration required, that will take you to uh, the registration site, correct? That is correct. And I do want to also point out that we will be posting both this, the uh, PowerPoint slide deck as well as the video from the December 15th information session on our website, just so it's accessible to anybody that might not be able to attend. Great. But if you are able to attend uh, live at between 4 to 5 p.m., it, it does give you an opportunity to ask questions during the session. So mm-hmm. either way, you'll be able to see the content from the information session. Right. Now, the, the funding available for this, uh, it, it looks pretty substantial. There, there's quite a range. Uh, started with, there's a minimum of 2500 and it goes up to, to uh, 20000 I guess that's per applicant? That's correct. So depending on the range of activities, there's, there's a broad range of types of support that this program will offer. Uh, it ranges from business development uh, all the way to operations. So, for example, if, if it's a new company that needs some support in, in developing a business plan or incurring the costs of setting up a corporate structure and some of the legal uh, pieces that are required for that, maybe you just need $3,000 to help you get started on that path. 
So you, know, you could apply for a smaller amount uh, for a more established company that that has a bit more of a track record and and can demonstrate uh, the capacity of a, of a larger entity that would be worthy of a twenty thousand dollar investment. There is the opportunity to request that amount of money as well. Um, if you're requesting up to ten thousand uh, dollars, Ontario Creates can support up to one hundred percent of the funding costs. Mm-hmm. So you would get an outright. Uh, grant amount. Um, if you're requesting, if your budget is more than ten thousand, we can support up to seventy-five percent of the of the total costs. So there is a budget template that provides the the breakdown of of how you can structure the activities and costs that you're including, and the maximum amount of support that you could receive towards those costs. Right. Now, I I would imagine there might be a question around the seventy-five percent for budgets greater than ten thousand dollars, for instance. Yeah. So we we really did try to structure this in a way to provide as as much flexibility and uh, relevance to the to the stakeholders as possible. Mm-hmm. So for companies that are newer and might not have a significant amount of revenues, you could apply for a budget of of ten thousand or less, and then not have to bring any of your own money or mm-hmm. in kind mm-hmm. contributions to the table. Right. Um, and then that you know the the goal is to help accelerate, right? That's kind of how we we landed on that name after much deliberation. But the goal (laughs) is to provide a direct investment to help accelerate the growth and um, expansion of a a company. Um, Companies that might have more capacity might already be generating uh, revenues and profit might be able to bring some of their own dollars to the table to add to the investment that acceleration can offer. And so there's a lane to, to both uh, entry points there for for newer companies as well as uh, more established entities. Right. Great. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. You can also listen online on the iHeartRadio app and take us with you anywhere you go. And it is a pleasure to have Ayesha Wickham here, a program consultant with the Ontario Music Office at Ontario Creates. We're talking to her about a program that's available up until uh, January 26th at 5 p.m. Wednesday, January 26th. Great. Thank you for that. So the core objective of this acceleration program is to invest in new and emerging black and indigenous-owned music businesses that demonstrate a high potential for economic and cultural impact. You can find out more by going to ontariocreates.ca. There you can scroll down, find out about the acceleration program. You can find out also about the application for it. You can find out about the the guidelines and uh, there's also a section there that they are looking for jurors and we're going to maybe talk about that a little bit more but uh, before we get there uh, i want to uh thank asia for being on the show and also ask her now about what you're looking for in terms of possible outcomes what do you and what do you anticipate or what do you think you guys might be looking for uh, as a result of what applicants will be bringing to the table and then uh, looking down the road as to what you're hoping this will stimulate? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I think in general, we've, we've taken a, a two pronged approach to address the, the issues of systemic racism in the industry. Mm. One, one aim of the, um, of the solution is to encourage current companies in the ecosystem um, that are quote unquote mainstream to expand their their access. So we've changed our our 
our metrics in terms of our assessment criteria to encourage a, a more intentional approach to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, and then this approach in, in formulating a, a tailored program targeting Black and Indigenous stakeholders is intended to, to as you mentioned, invest directly in high potential uh, businesses to help expand the access to the ecosystem, and then also really to create um, outreach and inclusion and to broaden our perspectives around the stakeholders that are operating in the in the current industry, but also those that might be able to be to be born as a result of tapping into a new program mm. and so things like um, building trust, um, creating an accessible application form that's not overwhelming and not requiring uh, too many pieces of documentation that that do serve as barriers for newer entrants into the system and and really looking at how many applications we can um, welcome into our um, application pool. Mm -hmm. And also to build our networks so that going forward, we have a broader base uh, of, of contacts to to talk about Ontario Creates programs and help capacity building so that more entrance into our other programs as well will be possible. Great. You know, as I look over the uh, the guidelines uh, and see some of the eligible activities and costs, it certainly looks like you guys have that covered with these eligible activities because there's many things in there I see that are not necessarily supported in other applications. Uh, for instance, staffing and administrative overhead costs. That's one that, that jumps out at me there that you don't often see. But if we can just run through quickly some of these things, the business development, uh, capacity expansion, professional development courses, business planning, consultants, and accounting and legal services. Um, is there anything else you can add to that? I mean, that that's great. Yeah, that's a pretty broad, broad range. We really do want to leave it to applicants to make a business case to us as to what it is that they feel is needed to help get them to that next level. Mm. Um, again, for a newer, newer company that's that's getting getting started and, and looking to maybe um, develop a stronger business structure might need some help with strategic planning or business planning, might want to invest in a consultant for that. There's a bit more traction. They maybe want to be able to have a, a part-time employee um, to have some sustainability and continuity. So there really is a, a broad range. So what you just identified is 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 a good range of ideas that applicants can keep in mind in terms of how to structure a business development focused application. Um, but we also do support creative development. Yeah. So you know, branding, uh, marketing things that are going to help uh, develop artists that you might have signed to your roster or looking to to work with. If you're a live music entity and you're putting on a festival or series of concerts, it really is a very flexible and uh, open program in terms of the range of activities. And again, we're a new program that's seeking to fill gaps in the funding cycle. We mm. don't want to duplicate things that are right. already out there, but we really are trying to create new entrants and help grow um, the music ecosystem as a result of this program. Creative development, as you just pointed out, it identifies recording and production, content creation, production costs for live music events, as you pointed out. But what do you mean then by, because there are some other uh, programs out there that are that also cover recording and production. So how does this fit into that? So we, we again, want to just provide that flexibility 
to the applicants to support a range of activities. Mm. Um, we're not making that ineligible, but the objective of the program really is what are the activities that are going to help your overall company right. or business to right. grow? And if you're a new company that's signed an artist and, and want to get some demos out into the marketplace or finish up a first commercial recording, um, those are costs that, that certainly are eligible. Mm. And it really is up to the applicant to articulate how, you know, creative development is going to translate into business growth. Mm. So even though it's, it's, it, it could be creative focused in terms of what the spending is going to be for the supported activities, mm-hmm. ultimately the, the objective and the, the questions in the application really do guide the applicants as to what we're looking for is right. if you are undertaking creative costs, how is that going to help your company to generate revenue or, or build an audience or, or gain traction as a business. Right. So everything points back to our core objective as an agency and as a program to support economic development in the province. Right, great. And then just to identify the rest, marketing and promotion, you did uh, touch on that as well, brand development, advertising, publicity. That's great to have in there. Uh, strategic business travel and or conference attendance. That's uh, that's nice to have in there for people that uh, may be wanting, as you say, to, to reach out, maybe uh, make some new contacts, uh, attend some education conferences or, or whatever it might be uh, to uh, mix and mingle and uh, and get uh, the word out about maybe some some new projects that are going on, etc. And the operation side, uh, being able to you know provide some support for staffing and administrative and overhead costs, that's that's really nice to have in there as well. I'm sure people will appreciate that. Yeah, again, it's it's really just providing some buckets of categories for applicants to see the range of things that they could apply for, and then to pick what makes the most sense for where they are in their stage of growth, as well as what's going to really hit on the goals of the of the fund in terms of, if I invest in this particular activity, it's going to help me grow by this amount by this date, and really looking to, to what are those um activities that are, that are going to help take that business to the next level. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, I want to come back another side to the application because you're asking for jurors. First of all, we did talk a little bit about the jurors. How many jurors are you looking to have sit on this? We're looking to have two to three black jurors and two to three indigenous jurors. Okay. Um, in terms of the overall fund, it's going to be uh, split evenly between the the two stakeholder groups. Um, We certainly recognize there are distinct needs, distinct histories, and, you know, distinct ranges of of growth that that both stakeholder groups are are going to experience. Mm. So um, experienced industry representatives from those communities were encouraging to submit their names for um, consideration as jurors, again, to, to evaluate applications uh, with with input from the Ontario Music Creates team. Um, typically, when we have a an application intake, we do an initial review of the applications for eligibility and completeness, and then we we pass along the the applications to the jurors for review. We have a an applica- uh, a jury meeting to discuss uh, everybody's assessments and make the funding decisions uh, as a collective. So. Yeah, that's right. the the objective. Two to three jurors um, mm. for both stakeholder 
components. And of course, there's always the possibility that uh, some of those uh, jurors uh, could be uh, sharing that that Black and Indigenous history. They could be of mixed heritage, correct? Exactly, that's correct. So we've we've again in the self identification um, welcome welcome all all of those. Mm-hmm. And and is there specifically something you're looking for from the jurors in terms of applicants to to be jurors? What 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 kind of a, a, a profile you're looking for, or what you're looking for out of them in terms of their involvement in in either music. Yes, so broader creative industries as well. Um, But, you know, we're looking for individuals who have a track record in the industry that, you know, understand how the music industry operates. Um, Also has a a sensitivity to an understanding of the the barriers and Mm. the, the issues that have prevented the active participation of Black and Indigenous stakeholders in the industry and can sort of assess applications with a sensitivity to that and and really looking at um, understanding, you know, what is a, f- a feasible application in terms of what's being put down on the paper and, and mm-hmm. how feasible is that based on the applicant's own track record. Okay. So really, a, a, we're not we don't have a particular number of years of experience or anything like that, but mm-hmm. but we're looking for jurors who do have a background in the industry and can speak to their own lived experience in terms of the lens that they bring to the assessment process uh, for this program. Okay, great. Is there anything else uh, that we haven't touched on that you feel is important that uh, needs to get out there just as we finish up? We've covered a broad range. Uh, I really appreciate the the in-depth um, analysis. I uh, did want to mention jurors, jurors will be compensated and that's something that will come through in the submission process. Mm. But overall, um, you know, this is one of the, the steps that we're taking in response to um, industry realities. Uh, mm. We did a lot of due diligence. We reviewed the National Indigenous um, Music Impact Study, which is something that our agency helped support the development of and came out in late 2019. So encouraging anybody who hasn't reviewed that to, to take a look through through that. And we're really hoping to encourage uh, a broad range of applicants to welcome into our pool. So I think we covered all the bases. Okay, great. Thank you so much for that. And for people that are interested, once again, you can find out more by going to ontariocreates.ca and you're looking for the acceleration program. Uh, you can scroll down, find out everything you need. It's got the uh, the application there. It's got the guidelines, everything you're going to need to find out. Don't forget the deadline is Wednesday, January 26th of 2022. Oh my goodness, it's just around the corner by 5 p.m. And decisions will be announced by March 31st of 2022. So get yourself in there, check it out, see if it's something that you can take advantage of and help yourself and others by doing so as well. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show. I thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show and and tell us about this. Thank you for having me, David. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Ayesha Wickham is a program consultant at the Ontario Music Office of Ontario Creates. So check that out. And that is our program for today here on Moment of Truth. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow.